Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that Realtors face. I'm Laura Farley. I'm Santiago Montalvo. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. The information, forms, and laws referenced in this episode are accurate as of the date this episode is first released. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hey, Laura. How's it going? Not too bad. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. We'd like to welcome everyone back. Today, we're going to discuss emotional support animals and how they relate to the insurance companies. Let's start with a clear distinction. Is an emotional support animal a pet? Virginia Fair Housing Law under Section 36-96.1-1 defines an assistance animal as, among other things, one that provides emotional support to persons with disabilities who have a disability-related need for such support. It also says that an assistance animal is not a pet. So no, under the law, uh, an assistance animal is not a pet. Emotional support animal also does not require it to have individual training or certification. What about an ESA letter? I have someone with an ESA letter from New Jersey where they got it from a licensed practitioner and it says that they require their cat for emotional support. Do I have to take it? Probably. Virginia Fair Housing Law lists a number of people who are able to provide documentation for a reasonable accommodation request. The law talks about any reliable supporting documentation, which can be a third-party letter. The letter can be from a mental health service provider as defined by law, an individual or entity with an unrestricted state license, certification, or registration to serve persons with disabilities. It also allows a person from a peer support group or similar group that does not charge a fee and has actual knowledge of the requester's disability to write the letter. In addition to a caregiver, reliable third party, or government entity with actual knowledge of the requester's disability. Just as a reminder, if a person's disability is obvious or known to the person receiving the request, then you may not request additional verification of their disability. Now, now that you have received the request for an assistance animal and verify their need for it, if necessary, what happens if the landlord does not want any animals in the property? A reasonable accommodation, by its very nature, means that they are asking you to accommodate them despite any rules that the landlord may have. The landlord would have to evaluate the reasonable accommodation, and unless they can show an undue financial or administrative burden or a fundamental alteration to the nature of the operations, then the request needs to be granted. What if the assistance animal is a pit bull? Some animals have a bad reputation, whether pit bulls, Rottweilers, Great Danes, Afghan hounds, St. Bernard's, Dobermans, et cetera. The list is ever-changing, but what does not change is that fair housing laws do not make a distinction on the breed. So a pit bull cannot be denied as a reasonable accommodation or fair housing just because of the breed. Now, what if the landlord doesn't care what breed the dog is, and we didn't need to remind them because of the no breed distinction? In fact, the landlord is happy to accommodate the request and to place the prospective tenant in a single family dwelling. The landlord then calls his insurance broker and they say no. Well, insurance has decided that this particular breed is uninsurable. The owner has a mortgage on the property and needs to have insurance, otherwise they will lose the mortgage. Can the landlord then deny the tenant because of this? The answer is a very unsatisfying, it depends. 
The landlord needs to take care before denying an assistance animal and they need to do due diligence. The landlord should call more than one insurance provider, the more the better. And the landlord needs to let the insurance company know that this is a request for a reasonable accommodation under fair housing law. If the landlord has called many insurance companies and requested a reasonable accommodation, but they all denied the landlord, can the landlord deny the tenant? Well, since the landlord cannot get a reasonable accommodation from any insurance company, then it is likely that they will be able to show an undue financial burden because they will lose their mortgage. If the tenant files a fair housing complaint, the landlord would be in a better position if they can show that they called many insurance providers, that they requested a re reasonable accommodation under fair housing for insurance, and that they were denied by the insurance company even though they requested a reasonable accommodation. Remember, the more you call, the better off you will be. Okay, Santiago, we've got some hotline questions that have come in recently about this. So first, I am the property manager for a landlord who owns a single family dwelling. They don't want any pets in the property. The tenant gave me a letter from their mental health provider in West Virginia that says that they need to have their chocolate lab as their emotional support animal. Is the landlord required to allow this? Well, first, chocolate labs are adorable. But yes, unless the landlord can somehow show an undue financial or administrative burden or a fundamental alteration to the nature of the operations, then the landlord must grant the request for reasonable accommodation. If they can show either, then the landlord needs to follow the interactive process. All right, next one. I'm the property manager for a landlord and they have no problem with animals on the property. The prospective tenant has a verified letter that says their German shepherd is their emotional support animal. The landlord has no issue with this at all. The landlord calls his insurance company and they say no, but we told them that these two insurance companies will insure the property. The landlord then didn't call and rejected the tenant. What happens? So in this situation, the landlord is very likely violating fair housing. The landlord did not do their due diligence by calling just one company, and they didn't ask for a fair housing request for a reasonable accommodation. The landlord cannot claim undue burden in this situation because they know some insurance will insure the animal. And since the landlord didn't call them, they don't know how much it would even cost. All right, final question. The landlord is happy to allow a prospective tenant with a Rottweiler to live in their property. They call an insurance company and request insurance. They make sure to inform the insurance company that this is a reasonable accommodation under fair housing. The insurance company denies them. The landlord then calls a dozen insurance companies and does the same thing. The landlord will lose the property without insurance. Did the landlord violate fair housing by rejecting this tenant? If the tenant files a fair housing complaint, then the landlord would have to show an undue financial or administrative burden in this case. A showing that the landlord has called many insurance companies that they requested a reasonable accommodation and that they were still denied would give the landlord a much stronger case in their favor since they will lose the mortgage. And finally, remember, if you receive a request for reasonable accommodation, please call multiple insurance companies and also make sure to use those magic words of asking for a reasonable accommodation under fair housing. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. 
Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and please rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the law and ethics section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as the substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2022. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.